Welcome to the Questions of Faith podcast. I'm Brad Stevens here with Dr. Timothy Laredo, and the question that we're going to be asking him today is, what is a Christian worldview? Yeah, this is a vitally important question because um, the way that we think, our worldview, literally impacts everything about us. It impacts our beliefs, our behaviors, our actions, and our attitudes. And so, how do we know if they're Christian or not? And um, just because we are Christian, does that mean that our our thinking is Christian or biblical? And so we're going to look at that and address what does it mean to have a biblical worldview? So getting right into the podcast today, the question that's been asked of you, Dr. Tim, is what is a Christian worldview? Hmm, what is a Christian worldview? That is, uh, that's a really good question, and one which I think is um, self-aware. There has there's a little hint of self-awareness in that question, um, uh, recognizing the fact that. Um, there is a Christian worldview, and then there's obviously a non-Christian worldview. And so, how do I know if my Christian, if my views of, are Christian or or not? And I think that's a good self-awareness to to examine um, what uh, my worldview uh, is and how Christian is it? How Christian is my worldview? How biblical mm-hmm. is my worldview? Mm-hmm. When I first heard the question, I thought of going back to having like kingdom mm. thinking and having that kingdom mindset. Sure, sure. And how that when we have that, it should change how we live and how we view things that happen to us. Sure. So does that play a part within this? It kind of sounds like it may be similar. And yeah. Maybe maybe it's a part of it. Yeah, it's a part of it. Uh, the Christian worldview, a biblical worldview is kingdom mindset, kingdom thinking, but but going more towards this line of thinking of like examining the way in which I think and the way in which I view the world and asking the question, is the way that I think, is the way that I view the world, is it biblical or not? Um, and so, you know, um, historically, um, Pentecostals, have focused a lot on feelings yes. and less on thinking. <laughs> um, and can make you say that. It is. It's true. And I think it, having self-awareness enough as Pentecostals to be like, um, yes, that's true, I think is healthy. Um, nothing wrong with feelings by any means nothing wrong with emotions we are emotional beings and so we're not negating that or neglecting that by any means but we also want to say that we're not just feeling emotional beings but we're also rational thinking beings right and so um what i what i've just observed is that because a lot of um within Pentecostalism and really a lot of evangelicalism, um, there's a lot on the emotional side of things. There has really been a failure to equip Christians to think biblically. Mm. And so instead, they're guided by feelings instead of guided by a Christian worldview that governs the way that they think about things. Instead, they're governed by the way they feel about things, um, because that is the way that they've been taught, whether intentional or not, that that is the way that I respond. Mm-hmm. I respond emotionally. It seems like that would be a um, uh, bring about a weak defense of the faith. Mm, yeah, 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 for sure. But you wouldn't be able to say, well, someone asked you, why do you do these things? Like, well, that's just what I do. Sure, you know, you sure. You can't. Yeah, verbalize. And frankly, uh, this isn't the the heart of the podcast at all. But but frankly, I mean, we've seen whole generation of young people lose out in their uh, experience in their faith because it was emotionally driven only. And so, when it came to questions that they had. They couldn't get an answer to them, and so they assumed that because they couldn't get an answer, that there was no answer. And that there was no truth. And that there was no truth, right? And so, uh, you know, this idea of 
uh, a Christian worldview or a biblical worldview, it is, it's so important. It's like, it's, I don't even, I can't quite even put it into words how, how vital it is and how it impacts every area of our lives, but how often it's ignored or um, just kind of not even recognized how important it is. Like the way in which we think about things, the way in which we view the world, the way in which we uh, approach things, if it's not Christian, if it's not biblical, it's going to have major ramifications for our spiritual life. But if it is biblical, it is, it's going to have major ramifications for our biblical or for our spiritual life yes. in a positive way, yes, right? Opposed absolutely. to a negative way. And so it's going to impact us. Our worldview is going to impact us uh, one way or the other. And so the important thing to recognize is that I need to not just, um, you know, have emotional experiences, but I need to train my mind to think biblically and equip myself to be able to handle a secular culture that is anything but biblical, that is anything but Christ-like, right? It's the exact opposite of that. But if I haven't trained my mind and if I haven't trained the way that I think to be biblical, it will believe things and follow things and go after things that are against the Bible and are unbiblical. Okay, so is this more than just having answers to mm. the secular questions? Yes, it, it involves that, it's a part of that, but it's deeper than that. It's, it's how, how does a Christian view this? How does a, what is a biblical response to that? What is uh, what is a Christ-like attitude towards this? I mean, okay. so it's a a way of thinking about the world that is um, that is biblical in its um, expression. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, and everybody's going to have a worldview. Yes, yes. Everyone has one, mm -hmm. regardless of. Um, you know, whether you've thought about it or not. I don't remember who it was that said this, but uh, I, it stuck with me. They, they said, a thoughtless theology guides our lives just as much as a thoughtful one. Okay. Or so, like, a, thought, a thoughtless worldview guides your life mm -hmm. just as much as a thoughtful one. It's there. Right. So Now, you have the ability to mold it and make it, is what you're saying, into what you want it to be? Yes, and I'm I'm specifically talking here about a biblical one, mm -hmm. right? And so the so way if it's not, you have the ability to change it. Sure, sure. Okay, and you don't change that. Uh, well, how do you change that? <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah uh -huh. through the Bible, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. That's the way uh -huh. that you change your your worldview to be biblical is only through the Bible. And so you can't you put your Bible glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to crack the book and read it and understand um, what it is that the Word of God is saying in order to have that biblical mindset. So a, a worldview, then, is it very closely paired to a lifestyle? It is. It's, it's played out in our lifestyle. Okay. Um, it's so it starts, revealed in okay. our lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. But it starts. So the worldview is in the mind. Yes. In the yeah. Brain. It it's starts. It starts in the way that you think, mm -hmm. and the way that you think impacts the way that you act and exactly. the things that you do. Right. Okay. And so what we're saying is that a worldview that isn't a, a mindset that isn't biblical is going to whether you have the label of Christian or not is going to cause you to do things and live in such a way that are unbiblical if you don't have a biblical mindset. Wow. Right. So, so could you be saved and have an unbiblical mindset? Absolutely. Wow. Yes. Okay. Totally. 100%. And Which that's, could then be a detriment to, to your people. salvation. <laughs> well, then, and also to people 
looking at your life sure. and you calling yourself a Christian, but you exactly. act like this. Yes. Ah. I, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's why it's so important. To have a biblical. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I think, again, this is why it, it's hard for me to wrap around and to say exactly how important this is, how it impacts every area of our lives and everything that we do, but how little attention it gets. Um, I mean, when's the last time you heard anybody ask you, or, you know, ask you, hey, how biblical is your thinking? <laughs> right? Like that just yeah. not, you know, uh-huh. or challenge you that, hey, your your thinking is not biblical. You know, that's something that we don't, you know, every Christians assume that their thinking is biblical. Just because they're a Christian, they assume that their thinking is biblical. And that is a terrible assumption because just because you have a saving. Okay, so the salvation experience does not change it, your thinking. No, it doesn't. Not at all. I mean, mm-hmm. it changes your spiritual state, mm-hmm. right? You're no longer dead. So you, this kind of pairs with sanctification in a yes, way. And mm-hmm. it's growing. It's sanctifying your mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about uh-huh. here. Um, a, a, a Christian worldview, a biblical worldview is one which has had its mind sanctified in God's word. Mm. Uh, the word sanctification, it literally just means set apart. Mm-hmm. So you've had your mind set apart uh, into biblical things, and it's set apart from worldly carnal thinking. Now, it was worldly oh, yeah. carnal. When you got saved, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the way that your mind was had been trained and, and was continually thinking that way. And also human nature. Sure, absolutely. But then we're having to work to turn it, yes. to change it. Yes, we're, we are uh, tasked with the, um, the, the, the responsibility of ensuring that my mind becomes biblical in its thinking and in the way that it approaches this life and the situations that I face and the circumstances that are going on around me and the uh, things that are happening in my culture that are happening around me. How do I deal with those things? How do I uh, respond to those things? If you don't have a biblical worldview, um, you're going to have a worldview that is going to cause you to respond in ways that are unbiblical, whether or not you're Christian. Okay, well, I think I've, I've got my mind wrapped around it a little <laughs> yeah, bit and how okay. that, um, it's so important for us to have this biblical worldview, something that doesn't happen on its own. It's actually mm-hmm. the opposite happens on, yes, it, on yes, its own. Yes, But um, uh, like you said, we are tasked to create this worldview that is based upon the Bible. Sure. And it's actually a spiritual discipline of sorts to, ah, okay. uh, to train our mind um, to think biblically because the carnal mind is enmity or is at war with um, the mind of God. And we're going to look at that here. Um, Romans chapter eight says that it says for, for those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And so Paul here is is showing how that um, from the abundance of the mind comes our actions that lead to either death or life. Either um, you know, so if 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 our mind is set on fleshly things, it's going to produce fleshly actions, mm-hmm. which lead to which leads to death, mm-hmm. right? But if our mind is on the spirit of God and is on the spiritual things, it's going to produce a life of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So we have to get our mind right first, and sure, absolutely, yeah. And so God created us as thinking beings. Um, who, distinct from all the other animals, you know, that God created, everything else God created, God created us with this, um, this side that doesn't just respond via instinct, but we have intellect. We can choose A or B and make decisions. And so, but, you know, because we have that, 
in the garden, we chose to go against God, and uh, and and having that, we we chose to think independently of God and what He wanted, and we wanted our own will. Um, and in doing that, sin—that's what sin is—is is, uh, going against God and thinking that I know better than God. And the effects of sin upon the minds of humans cannot be understated. Like, our minds have been so impacted and affected by sin that um, our natural default to the way that we think is sinful. It's carnal. It's um, naturally against the things that are God. It's opposite of the things of God. So we have to consistently work yes. to change that. Yes. So, and continually to uh, allow the Spirit of God to help us in our thinking. You know, it's uh, your mind is a muscle, and just like anything, you have to work that out in order for it to be, uh, you know, effectively to be used. And so it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you would think, well, if I just... Um, you know, if I get to a point where I think biblically, then I don't have to worry about ever thinking unbiblically again, right? That's not how that works. You have to continually think biblically. You have to continually, uh, you know, immerse yourself in the Word of God and allow the Word of God to to speak uh, truth into you so that you don't uh, fall into a situation where you think you are thinking biblically, but you're not. And that's where a lot of error comes into play for sure. And so um, it's vital that we, you know, as we kind of did a little bit earlier, we just point out this idea that uh, having a Christian worldview um, is something that is um, connected to having a biblical worldview. When I say having a Christian worldview, I mean, that's a synonym for a biblical worldview. And so, to the degree to which we have a Christian worldview, it centers on how the Bible impacts our beliefs and our behaviors. So, the only way that we have a Christian worldview is because the Bible has impacted the way that we think. And we can't have a Christian worldview without the Bible being the center of impacting what we believe and how we behave in, in our lives. have the Bible as our basis, mm -hmm. as our starting point, mm -hmm. as the place where we derive our worldview right. from. So we need to be in the Word. Yes, yes. This doesn't happen um, just randomly. Yeah, yeah. Or without um, the Bible being the center um, cause of that. And so the Bible is important, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's more than just uh, this collection of ancient documents. This, it's, it's necessary. Yes. Yeah, it's more than just a, oh, these are neat historical mm -hmm. documents that tell me how to live a good life. No, these are, these are God-inspired words which will help me to think like God and to respond like God and to, and to be his representative, his kingdom representative in this world um, so that those around may see uh, that the kingdom of God has actually come mm -hmm. and, and that type of thing. And so uh, we, 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 we touched on this just a little bit earlier, but, but part of the work of salvation in our lives is to, you know, to redeem our minds from uh, carnal uh, worldly thinking to redeem it to to think um, on on godly things. You know that's what Paul talked about. He said, you know, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Like this idea of um, you know what God is doing in my life and in your life. That work of redemption, that work of sanctification, it. Includes and it really it centers around the way that I think, 
and the way that I, um, my mind, the things that I think about. So Paul said, set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. And so the work of redemption is both a one-time event and it's a continual process that is, that's called, you know, sanctification. And this, this sanctification is this renewing of our spiritual life um, and crucifying, killing that, that carnal life, that carnal way of thinking, that carnal way of um, a, a worldview, you know, um, because no matter who you are, how long you've been saved, um, you and I have this this default that we want to think carnally. We want to um, to have it's easy to get to a carnal worldview and about that's a things. Nature that will never go away. Yeah, until we're in the grave. Sure, it is clawing at us. Yeah. And so, and we have to f- fight it because mm-hmm. if we don't, we're just going to be pulled. Back. And the only way that we fight that is through uh, having a biblical worldview that comes from the mm-hmm. Word of God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's why Paul told the Ephesians. Uh, he said that you may be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God and has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. And so, that you you be renewed in your your mind. That 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 puts on this this new self that God has has birthed within you, that is it's 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 after the likeness of God. It's this representative of of God, the way that God would think about things, and it's created in righteousness and holiness, which is the exact opposite of the way in which you know uh, carnal. Uh, is unrighteous and unholy and is not based in truth, but is based in uh, based in lies. And so to have a Christian worldview is vital that we allow our minds to be renewed by the Spirit of God and um, have uh, His righteousness and His holiness that is based in truth, which is the Word of God. And so Paul, in Romans chapter 8, we mentioned it earlier about how that, you know, if you think about the flesh. If your mind is on the flesh, you're gonna uh, produce flesh. If your your mind is on, on the spirit, you're gonna produce the spirit. He's he's giving us this this law of the sowing and reaping, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so what you put your mind upon is going to produce that within you. Like mm-hmm. it, it can't help but do that. And so. Um, so anyone living after the flesh, the di- direct result of that uh, is because the reason why that happens is because their mind is fleshly, right? That doesn't happen by accident. That happens because their mind is on fleshly things. Mm-hmm. And so then the inverse should be true, that if our mind is on biblical things, our mind is on truth, mm-hmm. our mind is on good things, then that's going to come out in our actions as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And so, you know, so many issues that we deal with in this world and and even in the church, there a lot of times we deal with them by dealing with the symptoms instead of dealing with the true issue. The true issue, yeah, you're dealing with the actions, right? The actions, but the problem always what's going on in their mind is that they're carnal thinking. The Mm -hmm. problem is, is the reason why they keep going back to that sin is because their mind is is continually being fed by fleshly things. Does that make sense? Do you see that distinction, right? And so, you're never going to fix the problem by you know only dealing with the symptoms. But the problem is that they have a mind that has not been, um, you know, uh, sanctified and not been, uh, you know, uh, allowing the Spirit of God to uh, change the way that they think. And until that happens, that is going to always be produced, and the fleshly things are always going to be produced in their life because they 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 fail to realize the root of the problem the root of the problem is is that their mind is continually on fleshly things and so it's no wonder that they are living and and their actions are fleshly it's not a mystery as to why that's taking place mm-hmm. um but i think so many times we can get focused on like uh you know how do we fix 
this problem? You know, how do we fix uh, these issues that are carnally? Like, how do we fix? How? Why are people acting carnally in the church? Why are people? Well, the reason why they're acting that way, the reason why they're doing that, is because they are filled with carnal thinking. And until we help them and and disciple them to think biblically and to have a biblical worldview, it's never going to change. Okay, so now we're definitely aware that mm. that we must have this biblical worldview, this biblical yeah. mindset, this biblical thought process that will come out in our actions. Yes. But I guess my question to you is, is we're human, mm-hmm. and so we're, and we're not going to ever not be human, mm-hmm. at least here sure, sure. Um, uh, before we die. So h- how do we fight that? How do mm. we, because I'm assuming we're going to consistently be pulled back Mm -hmm. into those worldly thought processes. Mm -hmm. So how do we combat that? Yeah, the only way that we can combat that is through the Word of God. Like, Mm -hmm. we we combat Mm -hmm. worldly carnal thinking by uh, immersing ourselves in the Bible and having... The purity of truth. Yes, having truth. Um, That's what Jesus talked about. He said, sanctify them in thy word. Thy word is truth. Uh, like okay. this idea of if you can't combat it any other way, like the only way to have a biblical worldview is to be immersed in the Bible. So when looking into the Bible for truth, we need to have the right view of looking for truth, correct? Mm. We don't need to try and find our truth sure. in the Bible. Sure, the idea of, you know, I'm going to go to the Bible and use it as a pretext to do whatever I want, that yes. in itself is not mm-hmm. a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just that approach is unbiblical in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And so, to recognize that this is the infallible, inspired Word of God, and I don't get to tell God what to say or what I want, but like I have to take the whole counsel of God's word and um you so know, context is important. Yes, context sure. is is very important. And to um ha- recognize that um I am I'm responsible for my my approach to scripture and that I'm not, you know, coming with this pretext of, you know, God, I want this to be what you say, you know, and I'm going to find a scripture to to mm-hmm. to make that happen, but like uh, an honest approach to scripture in which he says, um, you know, I will um I submit myself to to Christ and to his word. And so, you know, um the, there's um, there's this effort that leads uh, a lot of people with have these anti-Christian thinking within the church um, that comes from the continual secularization of the church, the continual um, fact that the church is becoming more and more worldly in its thinking. And you know this 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 American culture that has it's revealed the the weakness of the church and it's equipping people to possess a Christian worldview, like when we can, as you know, as the church, I'm talking like as a whole, right? The church, big C, when when we debate things that are clearly and biblical you know um when we uh, you know i mean i could name some things if you want you know um but these things that are truly um non-biblical worldviews that's a red flag that immediately you don't have the right mindset starting out sure you're not basing off of the truth right scripture so your worldview is not biblical, right? But it's uh, it's worldly, sure. It's secular, yes. And to say that even the church can have an anti-biblical worldview is crazy. Yes, true. It's true. And to to recognize that and say, well, just because the church has this worldview doesn't mean that it's biblical. 
mm-hmm. worldview. It doesn't mean that I have to have that either. Right. So I guess what I'm wanting to point out is, you know, the question is uh, about a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, well, just because the label Christian is attached to the worldview. Really, it's like, how do we have a biblical Yeah, worldview? yeah, that, that's the heart of it, um, because um, there's a lot of things going on within Christian, you know, Christianity right now um, that are uh, anything but a biblical worldview. And so we, um, you know, this, this anti-Christian culture that we live in is, is continually pushing the church to have a more and more and more unbiblical worldview. Yes. And so we have to, as Christians, we have to recognize that I have to guard this biblical worldview, not only from a secular world, but from a secular church, like from wow. from an unbiblical world. Fighting on two fronts. Yeah, almost. for sure. And so, um, and it's 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 a battle that is uh, is difficult, and it seems daunting, but. We have to realize how important it is. Like if we if we don't hold to a biblical worldview, we are in peril uh, to such a great degree that we are in danger of, you know, losing our soul and I mean there's there's just huge ramifications for that. And so Paul clearly states that the end result of setting the mind on the flesh is death. And so, this will happen on an individual basis, this will happen on a church basis, this will happen in in any place or person or group of people that have their collective worldview is unbiblical, the result of that is going to be spiritual death. And so... um, that's what Paul, he goes on in that next verse, he talks about how that um, that the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Like, it's, it's, it's not like it's just a bad thing, but it's totally against God. Mm. And I think that's why this needs to get more attention and needs to get more um, awareness to the fact that, like, having an unbiblical worldview is not just a bad thing it's a it's a thing that's totally against god it's a terrible thing it's a terrible thing and so um guarding against that and recognizing the fact that those those things are prevalent in our world obviously and we would expect that but it's also prevalent within the church and to not assume that they have a christian worldview simply because they're christian and not to assume that I have a Christian worldview just because I have the label Christian, but to actually recognize like, no, do I or do I not have a biblical worldview? And the only way I can know if I have a biblical worldview is if I read the Bible, yeah, right? If it lines up with scripture. Sure. And so I believe some people would probably take offense to the fact that they're not living biblically mm. when they think they are mm. and that they think their worldview's okay sure when yeah. in reality it's not yeah that's the that's the amazing thing about the bible <laughs> is that it is <laughs> offensive sometimes right um right you know um i can't remember who it was that said it but somebody said you know um if you want to continue to do whatever you want don't read the bible oh right like it's going to it's going to it's going to be painful it's going to be harmful to your flesh. It's going to kill your flesh. And uh, it's going to be one of those things where my carnal part of who I am doesn't like the fact that the Bible is going to come and say, no, that thinking is not right. That worldview is not right. And I can either accept that or reject that. And if I accept that biblical worldview, then I have a biblical worldview. If I reject that biblical worldview, then it doesn't matter what else I say or do, I have an unbiblical worldview. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And so, um, this idea of the mind, this mindset, this philosophy that is is of flesh and is carnal and is 
against God that it's hostile to him should bring our uh, us to a serious thinking about our thinking, right? It should cause us to examine like, hmm, how biblical is my thinking? Because when I'm not thinking biblically, I'm thinking in ways that are hostile to God. Oh, wow. And like, if I am, if I, my biblical, if I'm thinking biblically, I don't want to do that, right? And so, I, I have to recognize like, hmm, I have to guard against that. And so, Paul says in Romans 12, he says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, mind. and that you may prove, test, uh, and discern the will of God. And so, this idea of, um, you know, so, I, so I'm not conformed to this world and its philosophies and its carnal way of thinking. The way that I am not conformed to that is that I have a mind that is transformed and is renewed, right? This continual action renewed, it's not just one thing, but one time, it's a continual renewal of my mind so that it continues to transform my thinking so that I'm not conformed to the way that the world thinks. And I'm not, uh, the way that the world thinks does not influence the way that I think because the way that I think is influenced only by the word of God. Does that make sense? It does, and, and renewed, Sounds like over and over and over exactly. Again. So what I was yesterday needs to be different than what I am today. Yeah, yeah, and this, and hopefully in a better, more biblical way. Sure, yeah, because our minds are not neutral things, right? They're they're not stagnant things. But and neither is the world. No, oh. and the world's going to change. As sure, well. yeah, absolutely. And, and what is quote unquote true in the world mm-hmm. is a lot different today than it was. 40 oh, years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even within the church. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, I mean, what was, um, you know, a, a biblical worldview within the church, you know, uh, let me say it this way. So, the worldview within the church was a lot more biblical. <laughs> it yeah. used to be more uh-huh. biblical than uh-huh. it is today. And so, um, you know, this is something that should cause us to be challenged. We got to be on top of it. Yeah, and frankly, to we got to start first with reality and recognize how unbiblical our our church world is. And I know, obviously, we can't control the church world as a whole, right? But those who are in spiritual leadership, how are we helping our people to think biblically? How are we helping and equipping our people to uh, have a biblical worldview? Or are we just singing three songs and giving them a little pep talk mm-hmm. and leaving? Mm-hmm. Right? Are we just giving them, you know, five steps to a better life? Mm-hmm. Right? You know, are we helping them to think biblically? And that's, and that's our- not easy. No, it's not. That's not easy. No, it's not <laughs> at all because their mindset naturally mm-hmm. is going to be carnal, right? Even those who come into our church, right? Uh, if they're not in the word of God, right? And so helping them to um, to think biblically starts with helping them to, you know, read their Bible and helping them to, uh, as, as you are interacting with them and discipling with them, to show them and to live before them what is biblical thinking in this moment. Um, and so, yeah, our minds are not neutral things, but they're continually uh, something that are um, that we have to have the Spirit of God to work within us to renew our minds to think biblically, especially in a world where things are changing so much. But um, if we have a biblical worldview, that no matter how much the world changes around us, our worldview doesn't change because the Bible doesn't change. So the way I work as a person and I am, mm-hmm. I love to be told what to do mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way, especially in situations like this. So for me, Bradley, what are some practical things that I can do 
to cultivate this biblical worldview. Mm. Yeah. So there's there's things that we could talk about. You know, um, you know, going to church. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, being in a, a fellowship with other believers that have biblical worldview, like minded, like minded. You know, uh-huh. um, you hang around with. Well, yeah, affect that. Not necessarily like minded. But those who have well, biblical worldviews, biblically like-minded, <laughs> yes, we go. yeah, Fixed yeah. It. Um, so a lot of those things are helpful aids to do that. So being in a uh, you know a Bible believing church that um, you know that preaches the Bible that that focuses mm-hmm. on the Bible and um, you know being in different um, you know whether it's a small group or Sunday school class or whatever that is Bible you know where you're getting the Word of God. Uh, and then other believers and stuff. But I want to emphasize the central necessity of the Bible itself is the way in which you have a Bible, a biblical worldview. So it truly is as simple as the song is read your Bible <laughs> and pray every day and you'll grow, grow, grow. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I know that wow. that may be an oversimplification, but it's really not because all those other things are are good, they're helpful aids. But let me ask you this, how do you know that the person preaching has a biblical approach? How do you know that the teacher has a biblical worldview? How do you know that your friends have a biblical, the only way? Is if you've been in that Bible. Exactly. And so what happens a lot of times is people assume that people that are spiritually, quote unquote, that are spiritual, that are leaders, that they have a biblical worldview. And that is such a dangerous assumption. And then they almost, I would assume then, I'm going to um, accept your worldview as mine. And not even know if it's biblical or not. Mm -hmm. Instead of finding the biblical worldview on your own. Sure. Because they opened up a Bible, they assume that they have a biblical worldview. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. It could be true, Mm -hmm. but we don't know that. The only way that I know that is if I have read my Bible, if I have been in the Word of God, and I can ascertain and say, oh, wait a minute, that's not biblical at all, you know? Or, yes, that is biblical, and I, and I understand why that's biblical. Does that make sense? It does. So, the danger with these other things that you know, I mentioned is it leads us to a false sense of security that we have a biblical worldview Based upon the fact that, well, you know, I, I go to church. Yep. <clears throat> I have good friends. Yep. I have a good pastor. Yep. I've checked off all the boxes. Sure. So I have a biblical worldview. Ah. When and in reality, you. You, you don't, don't know if you do or not. Yeah. You may. Yeah. You may be blessed. You may be blessed and have have all those things in your life that are actually a biblical but worldview. on the board. Yeah. If you just are assuming you do. Yeah. That's. You probably th- don't. Yeah. And it's. And and that and considering the implications of what it means to have a biblical worldview versus what it means not to, mm-hmm. I don't want to assume that. Because one leads to life and one leads to death. Exactly. Wow. And so I don't want to assume that. And the only way that I can know whether I have a biblical worldview or not is if I know the Bible. And if I spend time in the Word, and if I spend time studying, not just like, um, you know, I, well, I read my three chapters today, you know, you know, and nothing wrong with three three chapters today or read three verses today, whatever, you know. But like really understanding the Bible and and understanding the word of God and understanding um, you know, what it is that um that God has said and revealed in his word. And frankly, uh, you know, the reason why a lot of people don't have a biblical worldview is because it takes some work. To get a biblical worldview. It's really easy to have a, um, a secular worldview. Sure. And it's so much easier for me to outsource the work of having a biblical worldview mm-hmm. to just, somebody else. And just take it on theirs. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me say, you know, you 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 tell me what the biblical worldview is, and I'll, you know, you do all the work to get the biblical worldview, and then I'll just listen to it, and now I'll have a biblical worldview. But in doing so, you fail to recognize that you're trusting uh, in somebody else, whether they have a biblical worldview or not, and you're not equipped to know whether they do or not. And so, um, 
it's really one of those things where I know, um, you know, those other things that I mentioned, you know, going to church and, you know, uh, classes and, you know, good friends and all the, those things can be an aid to a biblical worldview, but to lean upon them as the source of um, gaining a biblical worldview is really a danger. It really is a danger. It's a false security. It is. Um, and so the only way uh, I would argue to have a biblical worldview is you have to know your Bible. You have to get in your Bible. That's the only way that you can do that. Um, and then if you're in your Bible, you can know um, whether somebody has a Christian worldview or not because they may have the label Christian and not have a Christian worldview at all. But you won't know that, right? And I won't know that unless I get into my Bible. Um, and so, um, you know, if we, if we fail to possess a Christian worldview, a biblical worldview, we are, uh, what Paul said in Col- Colossians, he's talking, he said, they're taken captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. So they literally, by not having a biblical worldview, they have been taken captive to an unbiblical worldview, not even maybe realizing it. They're 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 prisoners of an unbiblical worldview um, that is based on deceptive philosophies. Um, even clothed in Christian, Christianese, you know, Christian slang, um, but its its principles are worldly, and rather than them being biblical. And Paul is just saying that to the Colossians, he's saying, <laughs> be on guard against being taken captive um, by an an unbiblical uh, worldview that would take you captive uh, and lead you to death. And the only way, as we mentioned, the only way that you can avoid being captured by unbiblical philosophies is if you have a biblical mm-hmm. worldview. So it's a really big deal, isn't it? It's our responsibility. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's mine as an individual and yours as an individual. Like I can't, you know, uh, obviously one of the things of this podcast, one of the things I want to do is to help people to have a biblical worldview, right? And so answering these questions and trying to help people to cultivate a biblical worldview, like that's what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. But the only way you're going to (laughs) know if I'm doing a biblical worldview, if I'm doing it right. Oh, that's good. Is if you're in the Bible. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, uh, don't take my word for it. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't, because I might be wrong. Right, and so, hopefully these listeners will get in their Bible <laughs> and sure. come up with more questions. <laughs> yeah, and if you have any questions, you can submit them to the Questions of Faith email address, which is questions at ftdenton.com. Hey, that was a nice plug. That, was, <laughs> that worked great. <laughs> yeah, nice little plug there for uh, questions. Um, you can test my biblical worldview with your questions, <laughs> right? Um, so. Uh, just recognizing the fact that this the, our worldview is comprehensive, like it impacts every part of who we are, and and it affects every area of our life, from money to morals to politics to entertainment to worship, like literally every part of who we are uh, is impacted by our worldview. And so, um, having a biblical worldview on these things is in is vital in order to um to guard against unbiblical worldviews and so um the christian biblical worldview is more than just having a set head knowledge uh you know or just attending church but it's a way of thinking that helps us to navigate through life like as we are navigating through this life, how do I respond? What do I do? Uh, how do I make decisions? What should I do in this area? What should, the only way you come to those conclusions from a biblical worldview is that if you're in the Bible um, and you can come to um, non-biblical answers to those in many different ways, but the only way you can come to those uh, from a biblical perspective is if you know your Bible. 
And and just in ending, I just want to uh, uh, point out something that I, I ran across not too long ago. Uh, it was a, a research that was done by um, Barna. They do a lot of different research. Uh, a lot of it focused on the church, and they found that um, that the the Christian church over the last uh, several decades they they studied this for several decades has is having a continual drop. And it's in uh, its worldview being biblical, so things like moral absolutes and uh, sin and those type of things having a continually degrading uh, biblical worldview and it becoming more and more um, secular. And as they polled these people in churches, finding out that our churches are filled with more and more people who don't have a biblical worldview. And so I just say that to say, again, as I mentioned earlier, that we have a duty and a task, not just for ourselves. I mean, it starts with ourselves. But I have a responsibility to have a biblical worldview for me, for my wife, for my children, for those that I lead, um, because it will impact all of those things. And if those around me and if I, myself, don't have a biblical worldview, that's because of me. Oh, wow. If, if, if my, mm-hmm. my influence is secular and is carnal in the way that I, it's going to impact other people. And so uh, it will impact those around me. And so I want to have a biblical worldview. And I want to continue to immerse myself in the Word of God so that I can guard myself against unbiblical thinking in a day and age where unbiblical thinking is running rampant, um, and to push back against that, and to uh, to create for myself and for those around me uh, a biblical worldview, and continue to strive for that by starting with me, uh, getting myself in the Word of God. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Questions of Faith podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing and write a review on your preferred audio platform. That would really help us out. This show was produced by Brad Stevens, theme music by the band Liquify. Questions of Faith is a ministry of Faith Tabernacle Assembly of God located in Denton, Texas. The goal of this podcast is to equip the modern day Christian with answers to timeless questions. If you would like to submit a question that may be highlighted on the show, you may do so by emailing us. That email address is questions at ftdenton.com. You may also submit a question by messaging our Facebook page, Questions of Faith Podcast. And until next Monday, God bless.